Amen. We thank the Lord this morning. We're getting ready for the word this morning. Amen. Get ready for the Lord to bless us this morning. Did you come in here for the word? Amen. Amen. If he did, come and stand with me. Amen. I don't have to introduce our speaker this morning. Everybody know him. Amen. He's a shepherd in this house and doing a mighty job, a mighty work in the Lord. And so we're going to bring him and turn him loose. Amen. And ask the Lord to use him. I mean, the Lord have chose this vessel this morning, amen, to speak through. So we ask the Lord to continue to bless us, open our ears and our mind. Let's be on one accord as we receive our Pastor Jerry C. Wright. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Whoa. <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, Elder Larry for the new pulpit. <laughs> Along with uh, Darren and Isaiah, thank you all for putting it together. And uh, I tell you, I wasn't fond of the one that we had before. I got to be honest with you. Because it didn't provide me enough room. But this one here, I tell you, man, this is a couch. <laughs> Amen. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. If you will, just uh, join with me in a word of prayer. Father God, we come before you now, and Lord, we want to lift you up. Father, as always, Lord, when we approach your throne, we want to understand that you are the one that's high and lifted up. You are the one that deserve all honor, praise, and glory. And Father, right now, that's what we want to do before you now. Just thank you. Thank you for who you are, Lord. We praise you for who you are. And Lord, on today, we just ask you right now, Lord, that we hear from you. We hear a word from on high, not the words of Jerry Seawright, but your words, Father, that will empower your people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, if you will turn with me to the... Uh, the book of Leviticus, that exciting book of Leviticus. Amen. Leviticus, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 7. That's what we'll try to cover today. Um, I, I just have down here in my notes, I, I always forget, but I just want to just say thank you uh, to the Colliers. I tell you, uh, you guys are doing a ministry here, and I just thank you all. And I know that you guys already have an engagement down for uh, Kelsey's wedding when she's getting married. So get ready. Get ready for that. Amen. And, and, uh, and then I want to thank uh, 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 Brother Tom. And I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. But I just want to put that in the air now before I read this scripture text. I want to thank Brother Tom. A big thank you to him. Yeah. Let's read this, uh, this Leviticus text here. Leviticus 10th chapter, verses 1 through 7. Now, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took their respective fire pans and after putting fire in them, 
placed incense on it and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, it is what the Lord spoke, saying, by those who come near me, I will be treated as holy. And before all the people, I will be honored. So Aaron, therefore, kept silent. Moses called also to Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Aaron's uncle, Uziel, and said to them, come forward, carry your relatives away from the front of the sanctuary to outside of the camp. So they came forward and carried them still in their tunics to the outside of the camp, as Moses had said. Then Moses said to Aaron and to his sons, Eleazar, Eleazar, I'm sorry, and Ithamar, do not uncover your heads nor tear your clothes so that you will not die and that he will not become wrathful against all the congregation. But your kinsmen, the whole house of Israel, shall bewail the burning which the Lord has brought out. You shall not even go out from the doorway of the tent of meeting, or you will die. For the Lord's anointing oil is upon you. So they did according to the word of Moses. You may be seated. And, uh, Kelsey, if you can, can you look in my book bag and get the expositor? Forgot that. Amen. I, I want to thank uh, uh, once again Brother Tom for encouraging me this week. And this is very sarcastic. But he came up to me and he said, uh, I read the Sunday school lesson. I'd like to see what you're going to do with this one. <laughs> yeah, Tom, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> said I was having my breakfast and I was eating and yeah yeah and I tell you I like to I want to see what you do with this one <laughs> yeah thank you bro thank you yeah don't don't try to make up right now yeah, so let's see what we can do this week, amen? Now, I've been trying to start a book club for a while. And this book club is with the expositor, amen? I want to create a, a book club and be the biggest book club in the church. It's with the expositor. And if you got this expositor, then you're in the book club. Here's what's amazing about being in this book club. It's free. The book is free. The book is free. And we would love for you to have one so you can read the expositor. Amen. 
And I hope you all will get one if they are available. And if they're not available, that's a good sign. That means we're going to have to order more. Amen. So let's get started here. Let's get started. Shoe heads. Shoe heads. Shoe heads. Shoe heads. Shoe heads. Right? According to the Urban Dictionary, uh, shoe heads are defined as someone who is in love with shoes. Love with shoes. Experience, they experience a, a rush or sensation at the sight of a new pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. They, they feel obligated to buy those shoes. Uh, uh, and, and, and at the sight of a pair of shoes, their, their heart skips the beat. And, 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 and your day is brighter. And, and, <laughs> and if you are, <laughs> that means you're a shoe head. And, and, and then they say this, they, they, they ended their definition by saying this, you buy a new pair of shoes and your bills are due the next day, you're a shoe head. <laughs> you know, I, I've got a sneaking uh, suspicion that we have some shoe heads, some shoe heads in here, right? Some shoe heads in here. So, so. Some, some of our young peoples, are pro they're probably, no pun intended, some closet shoe heads, right? And as soon as they get out of these homes with these parents preaching financial peace university all the time, they're, they're, they're going to they're just grace themselves with so many shoes, right? And, and if you've taken notice, if you've ever noticed a, a young child uh, with a new pair of shoes, Right? Have you ever noticed, oh my goodness, when they have a new pair of shoes and they're of a young age, oh boy, what joy floods their soul. They love these shoes, you know, they, they, they uh, you know, besides being able to run faster. See, new shoes make you run faster. I don't know if you know that. But, but, but besides being able to run faster, they, they, they have a certain walk when they have new shoes, right? They, they got a careful walk, right? Or they got a, like a little brag walk with, you know, when they have their shoes, right? And, and, and you know, they, 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 they kind of like, oh, you got new shoes. Oh, yes. <laughs> you saw them? <laughs> right. They, they had a, a little brag about them as well. And, and, and what's interesting is that they keep them in, in a certain place. It's almost like a shrine with a light coming down on them, you know, and, and they got like just worship music going on in, in their closet because they got these new shoes and they just got a shrine to them, right? And, 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 and then uh, they keep them clean. Oh man, forget COVID. <laughs> forget COVID, right? You know, they keep them clean, you know, they spit shining them regularly. And, and some of them, they stuff socks in the, in, in the toe of them so they can keep their shape. And they're going around like this. 
but they got they got to keep the shape of the shoe. They can't let a crease come in the shoe, right? Am I am I telling the truth? All right, I'm just making sure. Yeah, and and, and as a pastor, I actually had an incident over shoes. Yeah, I had, I had an incident over shoes. Besides a list of other things that uh, this person said they were going to leave the church for, they said uh, one of the reasons was because I stepped on their shoes. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I handled that, you know, I handled that, I handled it level-headed, you know, as a pastor. I said, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'll buy you a new pair of shoes, right? But yeah, shoes, shoes are, are, are so important to folks, right? You know, but no matter how it goes, as time goes on, those shoes lose their swag, right? They lose their swag and they become old and out of style and worn and and then you begin to hear statements like, man, I don't even care about these, right? These are my play shoes now. You know, these are trash. These are trash. I got some more or I have some more coming, right? That's what you begin to hear. And at some point, they become common, just common, right? And at some point, things that are very familiar become common, just common. And when they become just common, you begin to treat them unlovingly, right? You, you toss those things, you know, you toss them wherever, rather than that shrine. Now your parents are saying, Boy, you better come and get these shoes out of my way because you tossed them anywhere. They've just become common, right? You neglect them. You begin to neglect those things that are just common, right? And, and you're careless with your words towards them as well because they are just common and you call them trash or whatever. They're just common, right? You just change your view about them. They are no longer high and lifted up. Now they're just common, just trash, right? <laughs> Let, let's apply this to church. You know, some of us have allowed God to become just common in our hearts. And that's why this quarter of the Sunday school lesson is emphasizing his holiness, his holiness. God has just become just common. In our golden text this week, it's from Psalms 2 and 11, and it says, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. That doesn't sound like he's just common. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. The, the writer goes on and states, fearing God comes from truly realizing who he is, right? And it also quoted something from C.S. Lewis, and I want to read that to you. It's actually on page 27. 
page 27, it says, uh, in C.S. Lewis, in C.S. Lewis's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, there is a conversation between Susan, Lucy, and Mrs. Beaver about the future, or about the nature, I'm sorry, of Aslan, the uh, great lion. Mrs. Beaver explains that uh, meeting Aslan is no joke. When Lucy asks if Aslan is safe to meet, Miss Beaver responds, who said anything about safe? Right? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. See, it's saying that if you are familiar with this book at all, Aslan is a, is a uh, depiction of Christ, if you will, right? And, and, and who said he's safe? <laughs> that's, what, that's what the uh, character said. Who said he's safe? But, but he's good, see? And, and it ties in with Psalms, the, the second Psalms in 11. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. We serve a God that is not just common. He ought to be high and lifted up in your hearts and in your minds. You know, I, I uh, witnessed and, and just saw an, an interview this week by um, uh, trying to remember the lady's name, I think, Hill Perry, Jackie Hill Perry. And, and she said something that really like delivered just a blow to my conscience and my heart. She said, you know, the problem is, is that folks are not concerned anymore about his glory. It's about their glory, but it's not about his glory. And I said, wow, there's some truth in that statement. God is no longer high and lifted up because he's just come and he'll be there for me when I need him. I can do what I want to do and, and be where I want to be. He'll be there. He's just, I mean, he'll be there. Just, just common, right? And, and that's why the, the, the title of this, this message today is, is will worship. Will worship. Will as in your will. <laughs> Like, will worship is not true worship. See, you're, you're tempted to do will worship, worship your way, when you no longer see him as high and lifted up. See, your ideals become level playing field with his ideas when you don't see him any longer as high and lifted up. Your, your way of serving him is just as good as the way he described, he prescribes. I mean, it's no different. I, I can go ahead and do uh, my shortcuts when he has stated in his word how you ought to worship him, right? And, and that's what happens when he's common and no longer high and lifted up, right? True worship, true worship is keeping God in his 
proper place in our hearts and minds and serving him as he prescribes in his word, right? His word tells us who he is and, and how to, to, to approach him, how, to, how to, to see him high and lifted up. So, so in today's message, that's what this Sunday school lesson emphasizes to me. It emphasizes two things, that, that, that it's not about will worship, my own way of worshiping, but it's about the way in which he tells us to worship, how to approach him, how to approach him right? And, and, and he gives us three examples by three characters which are in this lesson text, right? He gives us three examples. He says, uh, and it more or less says this to me. It says, when, when you see that there are difficult times and, and difficult circumstances and difficult tasks, you still ought to worship him. You should worship him, and you should worship him in spirit and in truth when he gives you difficult messages to give someone, right? You should worship him faithfully when he gives you difficult tasks. And you should worship him faithfully when he allows difficult circumstances to come in your life, right? Uh, serve faithfully when it's a difficult message. So if it wasn't on the same day, it wasn't on the same day in which they celebrated becoming priests. Remember last week we talked about all the, the, uh, the uh, Galar affair that was going on in terms of introducing the priests to the congregation, right? If it wasn't on that same day, then it was shortly after that Nadab and Abihu decided to go and present an offering to the Lord and present it in a way that they thought was a cool way to do it rather than how God said to do it, right? And, and we don't know specifically what they did, but the Bible simply states in verses 1 and 2 that now Nadab and Abihu the sons of Aaron took their respective fire pans and after putting fire in them, placed incense on it and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded. And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them and they died before the Lord. Commentators, they said, uh, I was reading all this week, they had several possible reasons as to why this occurred. Some said that they uh, assumed positions that weren't theirs, meaning that the, the fire pan and the incense were a job, those were jobs that were assigned to Aaron, but yet they decided to do it, right? Others said that the fire was not from the brazen altar because God had, God had initiated that, uh, that fire in the brazen, offer, uh, brazen altar, and he told them to go get the fire from there, get a coal from there, 
to bring it to a certain place. Well, others said that maybe what happened, what occurred, is that they decided to start some type of fire on their own or get, get it from another source. Now, you got to remember, it wasn't easy as just going and reaching in your pocket back then and just flicking a bick, right? Now, this is ancient times. They had to figure out a way to start fires. And if you read in the ninth chapter of Le Leviticus, I believe, verse 24, God started the fire in a miraculous way, right? Because what happened is fire from heaven came down and whoo, started the fire. And, and it was such a sight that all the people did what? They fell on their faces, right? They fell on their faces. So, so, so this was a fire that God said, I want you to draw from the fire that I started, right? Some other ones said that they may have been drunk during this time because if we look at verse 8 of this 10th chapter it brings up the subject of drinking and so maybe they were like trying to do their priestly duties feeling a little tipsy right and, and then lastly i read that they did a job that god said was only for one person see they got their fire pans right their respective fire pans when god said that i want one person to get a fire pan namely the high priest and he would do this job right so those were some of the reasons as to why they may have died but can you imagine the difficult message though that moses had to deliver to aaron can you imagine? Just put yourself in Moses' shoes for a moment. And then in, and then in, verse, three, in, in verse 3, he says this. Then Moses said to Aaron, It is what the Lord spoke, saying, uh, By those who come near me, I will be treated as holy. And before all the people, I will be honored. D those don't sound like too comforting words do they they don't sound like uh, uh and that was his brother but he had to deliver a message saying god will be god i know both of your sons are are dead right now you know you got two sons left you had four and, and the two are are gone right now but god said that he will be treated as holy and god said that he will be honored and what did aaron do it says that aaron therefore kept silent as i said those don't sound like comforting words coming from a brother yet sometimes the message is tight but right it's not a matter of of love it's a matter of truth in love right truth in love I'm reminded of the uh, prophet Ezekiel in the third chapter of Ezekiel, verses 8 through 11. I'm reminded of the prophet Ezekiel when God said to him in that third chapter, like I said, verses 8 through 11, he says, Behold, I have made your face 
as hard as their faces and your forehead as hard as their foreheads. Like emery harder than flint, I have made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them or be dismayed before them, though they are a rebellious house. Moreover, he said to me, son of man, take into your heart all my words which I will speak to you and listen closely. Go to the exiles, to the sons of your people and speak to them and tell them whether they listen or not. Thus saith the Lord God. Oft times up here in the pulpit, you're tempted to give all of these bright, sunshiny, awesome messages to have everybody feel good, but oftentimes God directs you to give a punch in the mouth. And then you have to say, Lord, will I be faithful to you or will I not be faithful to you? Will I... Will I entertain the people with good sayings or will I tell them what God says? What he says. Amen. Sometimes it's tough. You know, the truth, sometimes it divides the closest of people. When God says you will speak my truth, sometimes it does this rather than this and, and, and what do you do? Well, you serve God faithfully, even when He gives you a difficult message to deliver. Amen. And that's what Moses did. He served God faithfully, even when God gave him a difficult message to give to his brother. Amen. And we need to, and we all, our desire should be to serve God, to render a service to God that is empowered by the Holy Spirit and controlled by His words. By His words. See, notice I said His words. I didn't say be strong in your opinions towards others. Because a lot of this separation comes when you try to push your agenda and not God's, right? A lot of this comes when you hold an opinion so dear in your heart that you look at the word and, and, and make it fit with your, your message. I, I, you know, I know I'm right. I just got to find scriptures to, to back up my word, right? But you ought to approach the word with... <laughs> Being, 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 being humble enough to be changed, right? Looking for the truth and then representing that truth that you find in his word to others. I'm not talking about being faithful to your opinions. I'm saying be faithful in service to the Lord even when the message he gives you is difficult. The second thing is serve faithfully during a difficult task. Can you imagine the emotions stirring in uh, Michelle and, and Elzaphan? Elza the, uh, 
These are the cousins that Moses said to come and get the bodies out. Can, can you imagine verses 4 through 5? It says Moses called also to Michelle and uh, Elzaphan, the sons of Aaron, Aaron's uncle, Uziel, and said to them, come forward, carry your relatives away from the front of the sanctuary to the outside of the camp. So they came forward and carried them still in their tunics to the outside of the camp, as Moses had said. Can you imagine? You got it. You know, these are two cousins, two, two relatives that God just struck down. They, they could have been as close as first cousins, some said. And Nadab and Abihu, they, they could have been running buddies with these guys. They could have been homeboys with these guys, right? And, and they, were, they may have been in a position of, of wanting to grieve at that time. And, and yet Moses said, go and get these bodies. Go and get their bodies. And, and, and check out what Moses said. Get their bodies and take them outside the camp. Now, this should be familiar with you all because what God said during the offerings is, I want you to get this certain part of the animal and this certain part of the animal, and then the rest of it I want you to drag out and just toss it outside the city. God, told, God basically told them to do, do, to do the same with these bodies. Drag them out of the city and bury them outside of the city. That's tough. That's a tough assignment when this is a relative that you're, 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 you're picking up and dragging out and, and, doing, and doing what Moses had told you to do. And, and, and sometimes tasks are tough that God gives you. Amen? Sometimes tasks are, are really tough that God gives you. And, and, and sometimes your plans are not God's plans for you. And what will you do when, when God has an assignment for you to do, but it was not on your schedule to do it? it you know, I'm, I'm looking at my, my, my calendar right now, Lord, and, and you're not on it. What you want me to do is not on it, right? And, and A.W. Tozer stated this, if God were to take his Holy Spirit out of this world, much of what the church is doing would go right on. And nobody would know the difference. You hear that? And nobody would know the difference. We would go right on doing what we're doing, and nobody would know the difference. It's, it wouldn't be about rendering service that is empowered by the Holy Spirit and controlled by his word. No, it's something that is will worship. Will worship. Not true worship, but will worship. Does it fit in my schedule right now? Is it on my phone? Is it on my to-do list? I didn't see my reminder light blink. God, you're not on my schedule right now. You're not on my schedule. I'll get to you when I get to you. Because God is just 
common. He's just common. He's not high and lifted up. He's not your Lord and your Savior. He's just common. Just common. The third point is serving faithfully during difficult circumstances. Can you imagine what Aaron felt when Moses told him not to grieve? Talk about a difficult circumstance. Verse 6, then Moses said to Aaron and to his sons, Eleazar and Eleazar, I'm sorry, and Ithamar. These, these, these names are something else. It says, do not uncover your heads nor tear your clothes so that you will not die and that he will not become wrathful against all the congregation. But your kinsmen, the whole house of Israel, shall bewail the burning which the Lord has brought about. You shall not even go out from the doorway of the tent of meeting, or you will die, for the Lord's anointing oil is upon you. So they did according to the word of Moses. God never promised us that life would be easy, right? Sometimes we're standing on mountains high, right? We're on hills, mountain high, and we're just feeling the presence of God. But sometimes we find ourselves in the lowest of valley lows, right? And, and sometimes we're even asking ourselves, God, where are you, right? And, and God gave Aaron an assignment to do. And his assignment was not going to come to a halt because of disobedient children. Wow. You hear that? You hear that? His assignment, what God tells him to do and told him to do, wasn't going to come to a halt because of disobedient children. That doesn't stop a ministry. God says to keep on being faithful to the service that I have assigned you to do, to the ministry that I've assigned you to do, even during difficult circumstances. Even during difficult circumstances. Now, now noted that as the expositor said, Aaron was anointed, which points out that God was going to be with him. God knew that Aaron would not be able to continue on his own. He knew that. That's what the expositor said. And God knew that Aaron needed him. God knew that. Aaron would need him, and the Lord never abandoned Aaron right? The Lord never abandoned Aaron. Aaron did his duty, but in his heart, he felt the pain of the loss. But he continued to be faithful to God, even though in his heart, his heart was heavy, but he continued to do it because his intentions were to be faithful to what God told him to do. 
Now, does this mean not to grieve? No, 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 no. The expositor pointed that out. This doesn't mean that God uh, uh, tells us not to grieve. The point is, is that sometimes we find ourselves in difficult circumstances, but it doesn't mean that we stop serving faithfully. Lord, you are still good, even though things that are around me just seems to be crashing and burning. I still have to understand that you are good and that your plan for me, all this is going to work out for my good. No, everything that happens is not good, but it works out for my good. Lord, and I understand this. And it's just like these old songs that we go back to. We have hours where we say, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee, right? And it's like the third verse of Amazing Grace. It says, the Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. I lean on him. When circumstances just seem to like make my knees buckle, I lean on the rock of my salvation. And that's what we ought to do as well. Life is hard living without him. But I tell you, it's so much easier when you have a rock to, of salvation to lean on, right? During those difficult moments in those difficult times. And that's why he's got to be high and lifted up. If he's down here and I see him just as my friend, you know, friends disappoint. Family members disappoint. But I like to think that I have a God a God, right, that is high and lifted up, that he is not common, but he is someone that I can go to. Where can I go when the storms of life are raging? I go to the rock of my salvation. That's where I go. And that's where you ought to go as well, to the rock of your salvation. God is good, even though it seems like things around us are cuckoo. He is still good. Amen? He is still good. So what should we ought to do? What should we do? As I stated, we, we, we should serve him faithfully. Serve him faithfully. It's not about real worship, but it's true worship. He tells us how to serve him. Right. He tells us how to serve him. If we just simply read his word, he tells us how to serve him. He tells us what to do. And as I told you all last week, don't go looking for special revelation and like, Lord, OK, I'm 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 sensing you over here. I was over here, but this feels like the hot spot, Lord. So, Lord, come now. Give me a message from on high. Lord, give me a message, Lord. And, 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 and what he's doing, if you're really listening, is leading you right back to his word. <laughs> he, he's leading you right back to his word, right? He's leading you right back to his word. So to recap, serve the Lord faithfully when it's a difficult message. 
Moses was our example there, right? Serve the Lord faithfully when it's a difficult task. Those two cousins were our example there. And serve the Lord when he allows difficult circumstances to come into our life. And Aaron was our example there. Serve the Lord faithfully, not your will, but his will be done. We often go to him saying, Lord, let your will be done if it fits with mine. If it fits with mine. No, no. Let your will be done. Church, I pray that you will never see him as common. I pray that you will always see him as high and lifted up. Put his glory first. Put it even before your glory. Put his glory first. See him as high and lifted up. See him as being holy, holy, holy. See, if you look at him common, you will never be able to join into the praise of, 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 of Revelations, the fourth chapter, when John said, and I saw him high and lifted up with all power, grace, and authority, and he shall reign in the midst of us forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. That's the God I serve. That's the God I serve. He is high and lifted up. And I ask you all today, is that the God you serve? Is that the God you serve? Is he high and lifted up? If he's not, what an awesome time right now to get it together. To get it together. Choose ye this day who you will serve. Will it be yourself or will it be God? Choose ye this day who you will serve. And the eternal question, the question that has eternal implications is what will you do with Christ? What will you do with Christ? And I beg you, I pray you, I pray that you will serve him. Don't let this day pass by. There are those that will be in front available to assist, to help you, to lead you in that decision. And for those who are out in Zoom, please contact us. We will be available and willing to help. God bless you. We serve a mighty God. Amen. God bless you.